Hello, I am Jeremy Kingsbury. This is Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, the show where you come along with me as I explore the likely repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Let's listen to some tunes. This week's episode is going to be about several things, but mostly uh, we're going to kind of frame everything by looking through uh, the Drummond Castle manuscript. It was written by David Young for the Duke of Perth in 1734. I've played a number of tunes from it already on the podcast, but uh, yeah, I decided to take a more serious look at it. I'm glad I did. Um, One of the joys of looking at a collection that's so much older than a lot of the stuff I look at uh, is when you recognize things, it's just kind of neat to know, like, oh, that tune persisted for that long. Uh, so we've got quite a long list of tunes today. Uh, we're going to start with Athel Braze, which is from Drummond's manuscript. Then we're going to go to Braze of Athol, which is from uh, the Napier, William Napier's collection of uh, trust bays from the 1790s. Um, but the same tune. Uh, then we're going to do New Bigging, uh, which is from Drummond's manuscript. New Bigging is a town in Angus. I'm assuming that's what it's... It's one word uh, now. is spelled just New Bigging. But in the manuscript, it's two words. Uh, I feel like this tune has another title that I already know it by, but I, it's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, a little help with that. I'm going to play it. I think it's an Angus Mackay tune. Maybe it's a Donald McDonald tune before it that I know I've played before, uh, but I can't remember the name of it, so... Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, then we're going to do uh, Kissed, uh, Kissed Yestreen. Yestreen? I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. Uh, Yestreen or whatever. Um, but we're going to play a bunch of those tunes. So Kissed Yestreen from Drummond Castle we'll start with. Uh, then we're going to play uh, Neil Gowan's Sunsetting for Oh As I Was Kissed Yestreen. Uh, then we'll play Oh As I Was Kissed Yestreen from Rook's collection. Uh, and then we'll finish with Oh As I Was Kissed Yestreen from William Gunn's collection, so the setting written for Highland Pipes. Um, so there again, that's a tune that shows up kind of consistently from 1734 all the way up until the 1840s. Uh, then we're going to play The Malt Man from the Drummond Manuscript. Uh, and then we're the, we're going to finish off with another Drummond tune. Uh, the melody is Kick the World Before You, um, but it's... I really like the Drummond Castle setting, so I'm going to finish with that. So I'm going to play all of the relations, the things that are kind of loosely related to it beforehand. So we start with Kick the Rogues Out from Donald MacDonald, uh, then You Silly Fool from, I think it's Emily Ross's collection. Uh, pretty pretty awesome collection of tunes from 1812 on the Isle of Rossi, uh, just to the east of Sky. Uh, and then, like I said, we'll finish with Kick the World Out Before You from German Castle Manuscript. So, yeah, uh, lots of tunes um, on Highland Pipes, Island Pipes, Whistles, and um, Small Pipes. So that's what we're doing. Uh, and I think, actually, this is a good time to go to the post, because that's sort of the reason... The reason I'm looking at Drummond Castle Manuscript is because of an email I got. So let's do our theme song. as a surprise to anyone that follows me or uh, friends with me on Facebook or anything, but uh, email I got this week sort of 
I've had a lot of amazing emails and correspondence. Uh, so much, it feels like a lot has happened in the bagpipe world this week. Certainly a lot has happened in my world this week. Um, but one huge thing I never expected to happen. I got an email from Ross Anderson of Ross's music page fame that I am constantly referencing um, on this website. Basically, if it doesn't show up in the National Library of Scotland, I'm using Ross Anderson's page to find a source um but anyway he heard the podcast and um just said you know that he, he likes it <laughs> he said he likes it like that's all it takes and i'm uh on the moon uh, but beyond just saying that he likes it i'm actually on ross's music page now um uh yeah it sort of boggled my mind to like oh there's ross's music page there's blank music paper holy buckets there's me um so pretty, pretty awesome. So thanks, Ross, for everything you've done to make this podcast and, you know, really playing music um, from a, a wide swath of time and location possible. Uh, kind of, I was looking through, it's either Ross's music page or it might be um, Ken. It's probably the Ken McLeod one that I think Ross is hosting now, if I'm getting this correct. But um, that was my first place I listened to Seamus Ennis was from... Um, kind of from these these resources so anyway uh that's awesome and really made my uh year i guess made my podcast was seeing that uh it's on ross's music page so that's why we're doing german castle uh, i decided if you know i should uh look through a tune there's several times that I have kind of given up hope about ever finding a manuscript that I keep seeing referenced on traditional tune archive or uh, kind of get an inkling that it exists and it's something I should look at. Uh, and I, I ask, I, I quit posting. I used to like post in various forms saying, Hey, does anybody know where to find this? Cause now I know just to always check Ross's music page. And the one I've been using a lot lately is the Drummond uh, castle manuscript. And so that's what we're doing this week, is we're looking through those German castle tunes and playing. I'm just playing, like, the first half of the book, so there's a lot more to come from. Um, so we'll, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, so, yeah, last week, launched the album. That went awesome. Uh, thanks to everybody that showed up for the, you know, kind of hang out and chat and play tunes and talk thing. Um, kind of got a little bit derailed uh fun to talk to old high school buddies and it's been sort of a weird it's been a weird week of like thinking back to high school and looking at old tunes I actually posted a picture of uh where when i found out that shoots and ladders was an actual like old scottish tune i got super excited uh and i transcribed it it was like one of the few times i transcribed tunes uh, was in middle school when i had to write these things out in order to compete with them in just kind of ordinary band um, state ensemble stuff. Anyway, so I wrote out <laughs> McCrimmon shall never return, but in my notes, it's like corn version. This is what we're listening to. This is the corn version of it. Um, anyway, so that all started from the album launch party where the high school buddy or middle school and high school friend of mine that I used to play drum set with, um, and competed with was chatting up a storm. Uh, anyway, the other thing that's happened this week, I'm not really going to talk about it much. I've had some pretty serious and intense conversations with people uh, about the various uh, articles that have come out. Um, so probably everybody has seen the Hamish Moore uh, discussion about um, music and competition. Uh, some points I really agree with, some points I'm kind of confused by and don't agree with. Um, 
but maybe fewer people have seen the Gordon Mooney article that came out uh, on his blog a, like a week or so before, or at least my attention first got drawn to it a week before Hamish's uh, essay came out. Uh, so I might link to that one. Uh, Gordon Mooney is like one of the, if not really the founding fathers of the kind of border pipe revival uh, movement uh, to, to bring that music back. And, and Gordon wrote a, a really kind of thoughtful um, oral history, essentially, or autobiography of kind of that revival um, movement and, and what it was like to be a part of it. And, and Hamish Moore shows up in there, too. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, you know, I'm not a competition guy. I've competed four or five times total with bagpipes. Um, twice not in a bagpiping competition, but in a competition filled with, you know, middle school band kids playing trumpets and things. Um, and one time with a grade five band that like barely held together long enough to do the one competition. We competed once uh, and then we broke up because the competition was in Canada and our drums, our pipe sergeant couldn't return to the United States anymore because of crime. <laughs> so the band dissolved immediately after the one time we competed. Anyway, I'm not a big competition person. It is, I am of the opinion that yes, competition has done harm to bagpipe music. But I also think that bagpipe music maybe wouldn't exist without it. Um, so it's definitely worth a nuanced conversation that I want to have in the future. And over on Bob Dunsire forums, Keith Singer's been posting all these really cool things, cool discussions about early competitions. So uh, it really feels like a thing that is possible to happen. Anyway, so that is a distant future podcast. Uh, so... I'm not going to talk about that. I thank you everybody that's kind of been buying the album and sending me emails of support. Um, I've had the first couple of people that have bought the album have supported the show to get the album that way of just kind of donating uh, some money, and then I'll send you a download link. Uh, if you're having issues downloading it, get in touch with me if like downloading the album doesn't work for you. Uh, I know streaming on Bandcamp is not the natural audio format for a lot of people. Although I tell you, that is how I listen to music now uh, after buying so many people's albums um, and not really wanting to mess with iTunes anymore. It's just, it's really easy to just stream on Bandcamp, but uh, I understand wanting to burn that to something. Uh, so if you have trouble and you bought the album, I will happily help you with that. Um, the other thing this week has been like, uh, I have given i had three gigs this week uh i was on a kid show uh, i like zoomed in to festival de voyageur up in winnipeg uh to like a french program they didn't know it was going to be a kid show but it has clearly become a kid show of a lot of just kind of adorable like four to ten year olds uh kind of zooming in to to see you know music and dance and history of, of festival de voyageur and uh, it was great. I felt like I, I was visiting Mr. Rogers' set, but if it was about the fur trade. Um, but, you know, playing some tunes, hanging out with the the crew up in Festival de Voyager, even if it was over Zoom, was just an absolute blast. Uh, today, the day I'm recording this, I gave like a 45-minute long presentation and visited a friend of mine's class um, who's teaching a college class in music. So I just talked about bagpipes and... Um, she sent me the textbook they read about it, which was sort of terrible. Um, not terrible, just sort of a weird listening to a piper or a non-piper do enough research to be dangerous and just like emphasize all the randomly wrong things. Um, 
they called every embellishment a burl. It was weird. This is a weird piece of writing. Um, anyway, did that. And then also next week's episode is going to be the other thing I did for Museum this week, uh, which was kind of record a half hour movie um, kind of pre- presentation on music from basically southwestern Ireland and northern Ireland, uh, because that was the main spots of emigration into the Chippewa Valley in Wisconsin. So that's next week's episode is going to be a look at that stuff, um, which means we're going to play some tunes out of the Goodman collection and um, some Walker Jackson tunes. There might be some repeats, but we haven't had a we haven't had a half episode yet this season, so I feel like you owe me some repeats. I don't know. Anyway, I've nattered on long enough. Uh, let's get going with the first tune from um, this Drummond manuscript, uh, which is going to be Athol Bray's. at, uh, like I said, we're looking at this Drummond Castle manuscript. It was written by David Young. Uh, I, I often, so David Young was a, I think, fiddler and I assume he was a dance master too. The Drummond Castle manuscript includes, like, dances. Uh, the dance steps, uh, you'll have the title of the tune and then a list of how to do the dance. Uh, and then the tune on every other page is how it's organized. Um, and David Young has he published several. He's he's collect he's made several different manuscripts. So there's the Drummond Castle manuscript. There's the Clan McFarlane uh, or McFarlane manuscript, which I think I have used in the past too. Uh, I definitely had a misunderstanding of the fact that those were two different collections, and I think there's a third one too. Uh, I've got a link to the Alt Pebrook Clubs. Um, on a little biographical note that I think Barnaby Brown wrote, uh, so you can you can look at that if you want. Um, yeah, it's cool stuff. I think I'm uh, lazily hoping that I'm gonna get an email with uh, some interesting stuff about David Young after posting this episode because he's clearly worth knowing more about if it is possible to know more about him. Um, but yeah, the cover of the Drummond Castle manuscript is, you know, it's beautifully written. Like it is classy looking, um, um, calligraphy. Um, and, uh, unfortunately the, the scans, the PDFs are in the negative. So that's a little tricky to read, uh, especially the, 
the font, the print. Uh, the, the notes come through pretty well, but actually reading the text has been pretty challenging to me, but that's probably just because I haven't given it that hard of a go. I'm mostly just into these things to hear the tunes. Um, anyway, so we started with uh, Athel Bray's, and one of the things that I've really liked about Drummond Castle Manuscript, I first saw it because anytime you're looking at Scottish tunes on traditional tune archive, they are constant. Like, everything is in this collection. You see it referenced often um, in the, like, oh, it shows up in either the McFarland Manuscript or the Drummond Castle Manuscript um, is how traditional tune archive works. It, it lists those things. Uh, and so just kind of looking through, I've, I've hunted and packed through Drummond Castle, but really today was the first time I, I looked through every single tune in the first half of it um, and kind of isolated the ones I wanted to play. Uh, and then seeing where they, they go. So the first one, you know, um, Athel Bray's, there's many other versions of it, of course. So uh, I'm not going to play all of them, but you can see it in Robert Bremner. He's He's got a version of it. Uh, John Walsh's Country Dance and English Dance Book supposedly has it. I couldn't find it. I went looking for it. Um, and then it's also in the William Vickers manuscript, supposedly, uh, which is an important kind of Northumberland and border uh, piping collection. So this tune got around for a good long bit of time. Uh, I'm going to play The Braze of Athol, which is from uh, a new collection to me, I think. I don't think I've played anything. Um, from William Napier's collection before. Uh, it seems like it's from around 1798. Yeah, William Napier uh, published this collection of stress bays. Uh, he clearly had a background in Scotland, uh, living and working at Edinburgh for a while, but uh, eventually moved to London, and that's where he published uh, this collection of tunes. But in there is Braze of Athol. So uh, I just gave it a quick playthrough on Whistle because it was getting late. So anyway, here is Braze of Athol uh, on Whistle. That's a fun little tune. Uh, I keep on, you know, every every week I have tunes where I'm like, well, gonna have to revisit that one. Um, but there are several tunes that are just awesome that uh, I'm gonna have to revisit. But again, so this tune, Athel Bray's, we've already got a stretch from 1734 all the way up to 1798, uh, and that is kind of one of the shortest lived tunes uh, that are in this collection. So, uh, and I'm sure there's probably later references. I just mean of the uh, spread that I am going to play. Uh, the next tune is a little bit different, though. Uh, I'm going to play uh, the tune called New Bigging. Uh, in the manuscript, it's two separate words, New Bigging. I imagine that this is named after the town, New Bigging. Did I already say this in the intro? Uh, anyway, uh, I'm curious 
it, it really reminds me of a different tune. Uh, it also reminds me of a tune that I think I played last year. So I'm including that first, and I'm counting on some uh, kind of eagle-eared listener to say, yeah, that tune is this. Or maybe somebody that's binge-watching in the past uh, will or been listening in the past, will say, oh yeah, I remember that tune. Uh, anyway, so I don't remember what it is. I think it's an Owen McDonald or an Angus Mackay tune, so if you could let me know what the first tune I'm playing is, that'd be great. Uh, and I'm going to go into New Bigging, and like I said, I think New Bigging is also known as a different tune. I feel like I've heard it in some pretty contemporary uh, kind of piping settings, uh, but under a different tune. So anyway, here are those tunes. Um, like I said, first one, Mystery Tune, second one from... Uh, David Young in the Drummond Manuscript. So there's your mystery. Uh, what are those tunes also known as? I uh, couldn't find it. The other thing I'm, I'm kind of curious about, uh, I didn't find on first glance, like really any Irish connections for these tunes. Uh, I assume there are some, uh, just based on how long they lasted in Scotland uh, and England, it seems like they would have made the jump. But uh, yeah, so if you're if you recognize an Irish analog to these tunes, please let me know. Um, okay, so the next tune we're gonna play is uh, "Kissed Lestrine" or "Kissed Yesterine," not "Kissed Listerine." Ooh, wow, a little late, y'all, a little late. Uh, yeah, so this is "Kissed Yesterine" from the Drummond Castle manuscript, and we'll hear some other versions after. <laughs>
tune, like I said, uh, has a long, long stretch of uh, different versions of it. And I think the next one, chronologically, is the Neil Gallinson's um, second repository of Scottish tunes. Uh, in there, it has the name, Oh, As I Was Kissed Yestreen. That's why I was confused with the Listerine, as in the Gao setting, they say Yestreen. Uh, anyway, so, Oh, As I Was Kissed Yestreen, this is from Neil Gowan's Sons. I think this collection was published, uh, they started publishing in the, like, you know, later half, the later bit of the 18th century, uh, but I think this second one came out in 1819, or maybe just the printing the printing that i'm looking at uh or linking to might have been a later edition but uh, anyway so late 18th century early 19th century uh from neil gow and sons <laughs> to is from the Rook Manuscript, uh, which we haven't played from yet. It's a little bit later than I generally pay attention to, um, but I've been listening to it a lot lately because it's, uh, I think it's either the Northumbrian Pipe Listening Group or, or some Facebook group I'm a part of that is Northumbrian Pipes or Border Pipes has been doing a tune of the month of tunes out of the Rook Manuscript. So I keep hearing some lovely tunes from John Rook and seeing that, um, you know, this Kissed tune was in there. Uh, felt like a good thing to go listen to. Uh, so John Rook kind of made this collection in 1840-ish um, in Cumbria. And it seems like, uh, based on the Wikipedia entry, so, you know, that's got to be as exhaustive as it gets. There's just not a heck of a lot known about this guy other than uh, he lived in Waverton and had this awesome collection of tunes. But it is awesome. There's a huge amount of tunes in here. Um, and you can look at them all, again, on Ross's music page. Uh, he has hosted a pretty great uh, kind of scan of um, all these tunes. So anyway, here is Rook's setting for um, for the tune. The one that we're going to play. <laughs> oh, I always kiss yesterday. <laughs>
still having my ups and downs with those small pipes. I, I, I get the drones working for a little bit, and then they quit. They still feel just completely tiny. I've had to put huge wads of putty on the tongues to keep them vibrating, and even that doesn't doesn't work sometimes. They just they just feel so... I don't know. I'm starting to really enjoy the sound of them when they're working. Uh, it's just getting them to continuously work is the, the rub. Uh, anyway, next, the last version of this tune we're going to play is from William Gunn's Caledonian uh, Companion, which, or, I'm not sure what it's called, Repository maybe? Uh, but it's for Highland Pipes. Um, interestingly, Gunn calls this a quick step. Uh, the others have pretty, if they said anything, it was jig. Um, and so I'm going to play this as a quick step. So I'm playing this as a 6-8 march, um, which means I... You know, the way I was taught to play 6-8 marches was a fair amount of dotting and cutting. So keeping in mind, or remembering what we said about stress bays and how some people didn't write the dotting and cutting in, I'm sort of wondering if that's what Gunn is doing too, and I'm supposed to improvise that or just know that it's supposed to be dotted and cutted. Um, so I do some dotting and cutting, and after playing it through several times, how I think it sounds nice, I play it again kind of round, which is how it's written, just so you can, can hear it. There's some weird things going on uh, with these little b um this is like is it 16th notes these two b's that come together a couple times that kind of throw me for a loop i think it is supposed to be like an embellishment of some sort like a uh whatever a b grounded tarlua is maybe um anyway so it, it throws me a little bit for a loop but uh you can hear how i play as a six eight and then how william gunn has it written but i think you're supposed to make those dotting and cutting choices yourself i think that's what gunn intended This next tune we're going to play is a cool little 9-8 uh, from David Young, the Strumman Castle manuscript 
for the Duke of Perth called The Malt Man. Uh, the Malt Man is another tune that shows up in uh, kind of same place we just were. So it shows up in the Gao Second Repository and it shows up in uh, Rook's Manuscript. Uh, I'm only going to play David Young's setting for it, though. Here it is. didn't do that one justice uh really liked that tune playing it on whistle a bunch uh kind of while while practicing it up and then yeah it didn't 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 handle the transition to illin pipes terribly well uh okay so the last tune that i want to play uh from the drum and manuscript is kick the world before you which is such a great name for a title um i couldn't find any other settings for kick the world before you but it is supposedly pretty close kin to Kick the Rogues Out. So uh, I'm going to kind of follow that trend and play some Kick the Rogues Out settings, which is a, a pretty common tune. Um, and we're going to do those other settings first, because uh, my favorite of all the settings of these tunes is uh, David Young's from Drum and Castle. So we're going to start with uh, Donald McDonald's setting. This is weird. So uh, Donald McDonald, so William Gunn threw me for a loop with his his bees. His kind of weird little embellishments with the bees. Uh, Donald McDonald throws me for a loop with his embellishments for this tune. So I'm going to show it to you. Uh, I'll just play it on the uh, chanter. It feels like he's writing a movement uh, like a, like a thing that we are supposed to recognize in bagpipe lexography or whatever, um, but I can't make sense of it, uh, like a crumb lua or something like that. Um, it makes for an interesting melody, but it's it really challenged me. The reason that you're hearing the version we are, uh, he starts the tune with this dramatic movement of notes that every time I tried to repeat it from the second part, I couldn't do it. It, it crashed the tune. So, but this is what it's this is how it's written. Uh, so it's high A, and then a D strike, or sorry, a G strike, and then a D eighth note, and then an A strike, and then an E eighth note, C eighth note, grip, low A, E grace note, low A, F, uh, G grace note, E. It's just, that that's the part. Um... I don't know what it's supposed to sound like, but I can't really play it as much as I want to because my wife's sleeping. Um, so I encourage you, I think you'll hear me playing it and kind of struggling with it. Um, so always, you know, every time I post an episode, you can find links to where these tunes are uh, in the archive. So uh, if you do me a favor, look at this first part of Kick the Rogues Out, and if you know exactly what that is supposed to be, uh, if that's just a weird way to write a D throw, 
which might be the case, um, let me know uh, if it's something that you've seen before in kind of 19th century um, Highland Pipe settings, uh, but you know the name for it so I can practice it and get it up to speed. <laughs> um, that'd be great. Um, but I think it still works. Even my kind of weird, maybe overly grippy uh, version of it uh, still comes through as a pretty, pretty awesome tune, I think. So anyway, here is Donald McDonald's 1828 setting uh, for Kick the Rogues Out. can tell i'm thinking about piping differently uh, i don't you know I, I don't listen to the other piping podcasts particularly often i'll i'll check in on a piper dojo every once in a while um but i listened to the big rab show today uh and he was interviewing um the is it andrew douglas oh i should know that i'm a bad piper um but anyway the guy from piper's dojo and it's just like oh yeah i, I can totally hear how my pressure is way worse in that tune because that embellishment is throwing me for a loop like i'm not i'm having to think about something else and so something uh in the background is suffering so uh anyway it's uh, a good idea to have mastery over your bagpipe and but at the same time it's really cool to play these challenging old tunes uh so yeah have a look at it if you know what it is please tell me so kick the rogues out uh, i feel like i've seen that a lot of places um the next one I'm going to play, though, is, uh, again, it's a tune that is loosely related to Kick the Rogues Out, supposedly. Uh, in English, it's called You Silly Fool. Um, it is printed with a Gaelic version. This is a really cool collection that I am going to revisit. Um, I've got a link in it. You can download it. But it's a collection from Elizabeth Ross, uh, who collected all these amazing tunes. Uh, the Isle of Rossé, uh, which is not, not Rousey, but Rossé, the, the one next to Sky, not the Orkney Island. Um, and anyway, it's a, it's a really cracking tune. There's, there's words associated with it. Um, there's a lovely little, like, uh, articles uh, kind of accompanying the, the PDF download. So uh, check those out. So this is You Silly Fool. Uh, which supposedly has close kin to Kick the Rogues Out. And again, this is a tune uh, published, I think, in a manuscript based on the collections of Elizabeth Ross in 1812. <laughs> 
I am uh, 80% sure I'm going to forget something in kind of wrapping up this podcast, but it is 2 a.m. and I'd like to get this episode out. So we're just going to forget about some things. Um, Oyster Wives Rant, uh, Year of Historic Tunes is out. You can buy it on Bandcamp, Bandcamp, listen to it a couple times to your leisure without even paying for it. That's one of the joys of Bandcamp. Um, and honestly, I get a big kick out of seeing how many people are listening to it as well as people are buying it. So I'm happy for you to just go listen to the tunes again. Um, like I said, if you want to just support the show, if you kind of donate via PayPal more than $10, I'll send you a download link so you can download the album that way, uh, as well as support the show directly uh, through PayPal. So it's like one fewer piece of the pie missing for your support. Um, you can find that uh, link on the website, wagetog.com, and just look for the tab that says support to kind of list all that stuff out. Um, what else is there going on? Uh, get in touch with me if you got answers to all this stuff. If it's not clear, my email address is waytootwog, like the podcast, at gmail.com. You can just mail those puppies in, and I'm happy to, to see them and uh, talk with you all. Uh, if you enjoyed the show... Uh, it's a good time to, you know, tell friends and other pipers that you know about the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. We have, you know, 10,000 downloads is in the rear view window and we still only have 12 ratings on iTunes. So uh, if anybody feels like doing that, that'd be awesome. Supposedly that helps get people to listen to the show, but I don't know. I'm pretty happy with our tidy little um, group of 100 people um, listening every weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know. It's still nice to see a new review now and then, but um, just thanks for listening. It's been great. I've had an awesome week in bagpiping, despite uh, everything being weird and bad. Um, so thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to go out. This is my favorite tune in Drum and Castle so far. Uh, Kick the World Before You. Uh, I I don't know. I like it's Kick the Rogues Out is a really damn good title as well, but Kick the World Before You for some reason tickled my fancy a little bit more. So I recorded it with Illin Pipes and Whistles and did a whole thing. So uh, we're going to leave you with that. And next week we'll be back with a discussion of Irish music from uh, kind of hot spots of emigration into the Chippewa Valley. So uh, that's what to look forward to. All right. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.